Okay, let's get started with Parsha's Bracious, Tough, Shin, Ayin, Tess, as we start our 11th cycle together. Baruch Hashem, uh, analyzing, delving into the messages of uh, the Torah Seinu HaKadosha, and we start off <coughs> with Parsha's Bracious, which this year we, Baruch Hashem, have the chance to have a sheer, have a sheer on. <coughs> the uh, Parak Aleph and Beis, as we know, Parsha's Bracious is all about Maisa Bracious, HaKadosh Baruch Hu creating the world. And there's even a little reluctance or hesitance by Chazal into how much we're supposed to study and think about these issues, right? The Mishnah says in the second parak of Meseches Chagiga that in Darshan Barais Bishlosha Veloba Maisa Bracious Bishnayim, right? One's not supposed to focus on Maisa Bracious with even to two people. Um, <clears throat> And even later on in the Mishnah, the Mishnah says that we shouldn't focus on certain things. What's a, what was before Briyas Olam? What's a, what will be after Achras Hayamim? So it's not we're not supposed to f- focus on that. But those are only types of questions, philosophical questions that maybe there aren't answers to. To study the Psukim, obviously, and to learn messages from all of my sabrashas is something that we should and we have to. You know, every pasuk in the Torah, every word in the Torah has something to teach us. So that is why, um, obviously, uh, the there's so much has been written. If you look at the Rishonim on Parak Aleph and Brachis, you know, there's lengthy Rambans and lengthy Arachayim Hakadosh. Lengthy because there's, there's so much to say about all of all of my Brachis. So this year we will have also our share of a couple of thoughts related to the Parsha. So if we look in the entire Seder of the Parsha, we know every day there was another creation that's created each day going from um, the inanimate and then we get into the certain fish and then animals and people and Shabbos, the whole process. Rav Saratskin, Rav Zayim Torah, has the following ha'ara about the stages of creation and helps us analyze and appreciate one little detail of my Sabratius and maybe that will clue us in that really everything about my Sabratius is something that we should be in awe of. We just don't think about it that often. But if we thought, think about the universes and the galaxies and everything that Hashem created, we would appreciate it and come to Avas Hashem. Says of Saratskin in source number one, Yishritsu Hamayim. So now we start, when we start with Pasuk Chaf, Yishritsu Hamayim, and we have on day five the fish, Yishritsu Hamayim, Sheres Nefesh Chayev, Oaf and the birds, Yofef Alaaretz, Apnei Rikiyash Hamayim. And then we get into the other animals. See, he quotes what he writes in his Svarim Allah on Drush and Moadim, uh, but he says, I'm going to quote here a little bit in short, in shorter version, what I wrote there. If we think about all creations, what they need, what they have, and how they exist all together, we will realize how unbelievably wise and infinitely wise the creation is and continues to be. Three things. Number one. Right, the, the creation goes from fish to birds to terrestrial animals to people. That's the process of, of creation. Why is that? Or what is that process meant to teach us? So says of Saratskin, Fish have very little needs. Fish have very little needs. If you're not allowed to feed fish on Yantif, because Rashi says there in Beitzach of Gimel, they find things floating in the water. The big fish eat the small fish. You know, fish are the most independent out of any of the animals. Cain, they also don't have fur. They don't need to keep warm in the winter. You know, it's not like they have to look for a place of shelter. Fish are just there. They swim around. Yeah, they try to hide from bigger fish, maybe. But but to live, really, fish don't really need much. So they don't need so much food, right? How often do you have to feed an animal? And how often do you have to eat fish? Fish, 
No, they're kind of very self-sufficient, so to speak. You have to feed them. Obviously, anybody has fish in their tank. You have to feed them. But they don't need clothing. They don't have to find special places to live. Even though, yes, certain fish live in certain climates. That's true. But in general, as compared to animals, let's say. Animals of the terrestrial type. Oh, before we get there. Ophos. Birds. Birds are one step above fish. Birds do need certain places of of a um, place where they can live. Where he writes it on line 19. Fish are a little more selective in what they eat, in where they live, in what they need. Right? They're a little more than fish, which are the most self-sufficient. Right, we're not talking about fish in a tank. There, there's no food until the owner gives them food. But fish in the wild. Fish in the wild are the most self-sufficient compared to birds. Birds are less self-sufficient. They have, it's harder for them to find food. And they have to protect themselves a little more. They have some layers, feathers and skin. And then we continue to animals. Animals are even more. And they have fur. And then finally, Adam. Adam is the least self-sufficient. Adam needs protection. We need layers. We need coats. We need fur. We need to find our, our food. We're the most picky that all the all animals, they would eat out of the garbage. People would not eat out of the garbage. And so we're the most sensitive and fragile of the beings. That is number one. Point number one is, in terms of survivability, fish need the least food, shelter, birds more, people more. Point number two about this process of fish, birds, animals, uh, people. Ha'adam einenu motzei koras ruach mi ha'yeshiva b'chag v'yasela, top of the middle column, obimaros v'bonu l'abatim armonos. People, uh, as we said before, cannot live in any place, right? They have to build houses and palaces. I'm sorry, that was continuing the first. Next point. Point number two is societal interaction. What's the level of societal interaction in these four birds, fish, animals, people? Fish are the least interactive. There are schools of fish. They swim together, but it's not like they have feelings for each other. It's not like they connect to each other in the same way, like all any other animal or being. Ain't, ain't, what? Okay, in general. There's no chevra. There's no protection, let's say, of animals. One fish will eat another fish. Right? As he'll say, do big lions eat little lions? Right? Do larger animals generally, if it's the same type, they don't. Fish, they're much more flexible. Even those who are, those animals that are, are, um, carnivores. It's not like their own type. There's social interaction amongst lions, amongst giraffes, amongst animals, more so than Birds, more so than fish, but obviously not as much as people. We never have that. Right, some birds, as you get, there are some that are, that have a, a one mate for life. We've discussed in the past the Machlokas Rashi and the Ramban about right, Rashi, the Ramban saying it has to do with the relationship which only people have. And that's what he says here on line 20. So people are on the high. So number one part of the process is the fragility and the survivability of these beings. Number two, says uh, Rev. Sarutskin, has to do with the societal interaction that they have. And finally, number three, and this is where he says, and that's why the system is perfectly made by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but when it comes to 
reproductive realities, we might call it. You know, when it comes to fish, how many fish come out of one group of eggs? And how many babies are born to a human being at the time? We both got puravu, the fish got puravu, and human beings got puravu. There's a big difference. Right, the Gemara even says, right, Dagim are not under Yain Hara, right, thousands and millions. Fish there are tons of and millions of. And you get less when it comes to the birds. It gets less when it comes to the animals. Some animals even becoming extinct. Finally, in terms of the reproduction elements, right, it gets less and less as it comes to a, as a human being. What is the connection between the first two parts of the process and the third? Says of Saraskin, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu knew what's needed. Human beings could are, interact with each other. They protect each other. They could fulfill each other's needs. One person's a carpenter. One person's an electrician. One person's a teacher. One person's a this. One person's a store owner. And they all could fulfill each other's needs and therefore they could survive even without producing thousands of offspring at once. That's not how the world could function. And if they did, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a perfect world. Fish, though, need a lot more. Fish are caught. Fish eat each other. Fish are, don't have that social interaction. And that is why, says of Sarutskin, just one little detail as we think of the process of Mysabracious going from the fish all the way to the people. That's what he says on the top of the left side. The different elements that we just spoke about. He quotes, skip a couple of lines. Fish eat fish, they eat themselves, big fish, little fish. Right, we say that there are certain items that or animals that are extinct. HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows the species and how he broke them up. Right, what's connected to which ones? And which ones are in the same category as others. And we might not find a certain species in our categorization today, but that doesn't mean that's HaKadosh Baruch Hu's categorization. But a person whose needs are plenty, and he is the most adin, sensitive, a lot of people have to work together, people need each other. And people need people. And society needs, right? Like remember the, uh, Hashem created the world in order to, to function together. There's even in, in, uh, halachic terms. It's an amazing, there's a sugya in, in, uh, Shah's called Eid Echa Nema Bisurin. Eid Echa is, is believed in Yisurin. What's the source for Eid Echa Nema Bisurin? Major machlok has shown him. Rashi in a few places. Rashi at the beginning of Masechus Gittin. Rashi in Yavamas. Rashi in Chulin says, it's a svara. It's a svara. What's a svara? Well, you're going to eat in people's houses. How are you going to be able to eat? What, you need aid them every time somebody shechs? Every time somebody cooks, you need aid them? It's impossible. It's impossible. You're supposed to live, sit and never eat with somebody and eat with somebody. Rashi says it. It can't be. It can't be that that's, that's what you're supposed to do. That's unbelievable. One of the Rishonim, Tosas Rishonim says, why not? That's not a good svara. What do you mean? How could that be a svara? See, what's a pasik? Like Tosas what's a pasik? But Rashi says no. It's a fundamental given in life that there's interaction between people. And there's interaction between a husband and a wife and a family and children. And therefore it has to be. Because there's, a, there's an assumption that there's interaction. It's also based on the Ramban and Parshas Vayishlach where he talks about what dinim is. Dinim is setting up a functioning society um, with, uh, with each other. So again, this all connects to this last idea. That's what people need. And that's why once you have that though, then the Puravu element is not as pressurized and that's why the, the offspring of people is on much lesser of a scale than most 
than most animals. And he continues. So one little detail about the Bria, though while we think about any part of the Bria, it should lead us to closest to Hashem. Right? That's the, the Rambam, I didn't give it to you, we've quoted it often. The Rambam in Hilchus Yisodiyah Torah, Beis Beis, where the Rambam says, how do I come to Avaz Hashem, how do I come to Yeruz Hashem? So in Sefer HaMitzvot, the Rambam says, Avaz Hashem comes through Talmud Torah. But in Yisodiyah Torah, the Rambam says, Avaz Hashem comes through thinking about the world. <coughs> and seeing nature, and seeing biology, and seeing how everything works. Bishashi is bonena adam. When a person looks at all of God's amazing creations, the Yiramayam Chachmaso, and he sees his infinite Chachma, Erik locates. There is no end. There is no quanti- quantifying it. Miyad. When we realize how everything works together and all the animal systems and the ecosystems and the plant system, everything works together. And even the Rambam writes elsewhere in the Morinavuchim. When we think about the human eye, the gift of the human eye and the reflection and the lenses and the refraction and, and everything that, that goes into the liver and the kidneys and how e- the Rambam says, miyad, who ohev, who fire, Taiva Gedola. We have an unbelievable desire. Leida Hashem Agadol. To know Hashem. Like David Melech says, Samanafshi Lelokim Lokelchai. I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty for Agadish Baruch to get close. And the Rabbim says, and if you think about those things, it also leads to Yeras Hashem. But either way, that's part of what learning Mysa Bracious is about. Appreciating what this world is and all the intricacies of the world and how one little tiny seed of an apple has so much energy it can produce a whole tree and a whole orchard. Just one tiny little seed. Imagine the world that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has, has created. Okay. Moving right along. Says the Torah. Perak Aleph Pasach Next, again, we could spend months on Bracious. Baruch Hashem, this week we have a week. This year we have a week on Bracious. So, continuing on day five. Hashem created the fish and the birds. Hashem created the great water creatures. How do we translate Taninim? Taninim Gedolim. Right? Uncle says, Taninaya Ravravaya. Right? We'll talk about the water still. Hashem created these tremendous water creatures. Says Rashi, Hataninim, Dagim Gdolim Shebayam, the large marine creatures. Ubedivrei Agada Hu Levyasan Ubenzugo. They were two Leviasans, right? Levyasan Ubenzugo. Gemara Vodazar says, Hashem spends part of every day of existence playing with Levyasan, whatever that means. But Rashi says there were two. Shebra'am Zacharunakeva. The harag eshanakeva, Hashem killed the female Livyasan, umalacha latzadikim lasilavo, and he salted it. Salt is a preserver, right? If we salt hide, we make it into leather. Salt, if we salt a, a cucumber, it becomes a pickle, right? Salt is a preserver. So salt is latzadikim lasilavo. Shem yifir v'yir below came all of because the world wouldn't survive if these. These two animals, you know, mate and have have offspring. So Hashem saving that, right? And that's what we just davened on uh, on Sukkot when we said goodbye to our Sukkah. We said we should be zochet to sit in the Sukkah shell Livyasan. right? And maybe that's the suda described at the end of Masechus Psachim. Who's going to bench at that suda? The maskana is is David Amelach. Okay, so we're going to have this amazing fish at that suda. Ask the Chafetz Chaim. There are many Chafetz Chaims in the Chafetz Chaim Al Torah on Parshas Gracious. And uh, Baruch Hashem, we had a chance to do another one this year. Says the Chavetz Chaim, Hashem can't find a fresh fish to give us when Mashiach comes. We have to have this 5,700 and whatever year old fish. I mean, even if he preserved it. Why can't we just take a fresh fish? Hashem can find a big one, big enough for all Am Yisrael. Says the Chavetz Chaim, Vatvarm Srichin Biyur. Won't be able to find a fish? 
what do we need an old fish for? After ye oz, lifros reshes, right, spread out a trap then. Get fresh fish. What are we saving this? What's so special about this fish? Says the Chavetz Chaim, and this whole thought is a lead up to his last paragraph, as we will see. His whole shot of this Leviathan. It's all background to his punchline at the end. So let's see. Abala Ms Abura. The original creations, the first of everything in Chesis and Mebracious, Yeser Seis, the Yeser Oz, the Olem Alatolados. Everything that was created first was a more, was a more pure, undiluted, intense creation than anything that followed. The first blank, the first horse, that was a horse. And everything since then is diluted. The first ox, the first blade of grass, the first anything was undiluted and pure. Everything, obviously, he says, is always from Hashem. Yes, it's true, but it's not the same. We understand that an animal that's created today by a mother is not the same as the first animal God who brought out of the ground in uh, in Bracious. Even, even though even though it's um, even though it all is, it's from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Right, Adam only had one partner in his creation, and everyone else has three. Right, so it's it, it's already different. We see that just as 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 a as a reflection. But says the Chafetz Chaim, turning over. Says the Chavetz Chaim. Another example we see in the Gemara Nevodah Zara in the first parak. B'shar Shekriv Adam Rishon, the ox that Adam Rishon gave us a carbon. Hayu Karnov Kodmin Leparsosav. The Gemara says its horns came before its hoofs. What does that mean? This was the shore, the first shore. It came out of the ground, so its horns came out before its hoofs. The Gemara says there that all bekomasa nivrut. They weren't created as babies. Right, and then they grew. They were created as mature animals. And each, each item that was created first is more intense and is more pure. And that's what he says on line five. Also the wine, the wine for the future Suda is, as the Gemara says in Brachas, he quotes, from the first grapes. Because that's a, that's a different type of wine. Right, quality. We, we think aged wine is good. We've never had this aged wine. Right, it hasn't been this old. But again, that's, and that, and it's, it's still in the, in the, uh, in the grapes. So everything is pure and fresh. Mikol Zenira, line 8. Debria Rishonach Yasubi Hashem, Yibamala El Yona, Harbe Meatoldos. Right, the original Bria, since my Sabracious, everything has gone down. And is more diluted, so to speak. Shenoldu Bameshach Azman. If we would be able to have a piece of bread that was baked from the first grain that a Kaddish Baruch Hu created, we wouldn't be able to even identify it. It would be so unreal because it would be the original. And therefore, just getting back to his answer, and then we'll get to his real point, that's the Leviathan. No, it doesn't want new fish. The old fish, not just old fish, the original. Kedai hayal hakadosh baruch hu limloach es levyasan hadag arishon sheba olam kibetehilim levyasan zayas hadal sachik bo to give to tzadikim laasilavo. So everything in his in the world in the universe has gone down since my sabrachus, so to speak. All food, all trees, everything, people. Right? We've also on the barisha was it's here kavosh hakadosh baruch hu. A different way of looking at Niskat Nuadoros. But there's one thing that hasn't changed, says the Chavis Chaim. There's one thing that is undiluted, that is the same as it always been since before my Sabracious. And that's the Torah. The Torah is exactly the same Torah, the same concepts, the same Yesodos to Adam, to Moshe, to Rabbi Akiva, to the Rambam, to Rabbi Akiva Eger, and to us. Says the Chavetz Chaim, Umeata aleinu l'shabeach, ulahalel l'borei olam. 
to praise the Boreolam. Right? The Gemara says, two places, Torah was created even before the world was created. Well, we'll get back to that in a couple of minutes. But the Torah is the same. That was created way before the world. Learns Torah every day. And has not gotten any less throughout the generations. It's the same that we got from Moshe Rabbeinu, right? And that's what we have. And that's why right? we say in, uh, in Davidic, but again, that's the the gift that we have to realize, right? The Rambam talks about that, right? That's one of the Animamans, as we know. The Rambam in Pirish Mishnayis, in Sanhedrin, the eighth Yisod, Heyos HaTorah Min HaShemayim, Bushanamin, says the Rambam, Ki kol HaTorah Zos, Hanesuna De Moshe Rabbeinu, Shehi Kula Mipiagvura, Klomar, Shehi Gia Elav Kula Meis HaShem Yisbarach. These words that we're reading right now, Bereshis, Bar Lokim, Es HaShem Es Aretz, this is exactly the same. There's nothing diluted. There's nothing different. This is pure. This is just like the Levyasan. The original Levyasan, we get to study the same Torah that Rashi learned, that all the Mepharshim learned throughout the generations, and we have to have tremendous Akar Satov Baruch He says in the footnote, that's Kilekach Tov Nasati Lochem. Torah Alta It's my Torah. Hashem says it's the same Torah that I gave to Moshe Rabbeinu. I'm giving to you, and I'm giving to all the generations, and that's why we have to recognize whenever we learn, we have to have this uh, this outlook. Okay. Moving right along. Three psukim in a row. Chav chav alef and now chav beis. Vayivarech osam alokim lemor. So Hashem gave a bracha to the animals created on day four. Pru revu miluos amayim bayamim ba'ov yirev ba'aretz. So we have the brachas of pru revu to the animals as well. To the fish, to the animals. Good. The Ramban, that Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky in Source 5 quotes the Ramban in short, but he's going to say his own, his own shot. The Ramban says, he quotes part of many lengthy Rambans on this week's parsha. says the Ramban, Gozar bahem abracha, va'amar bahem she'ifru that they should be par and v'ravin, avalom no markein b'shlishi. He didn't say that on day three, by the grass. Sh'anivroim b'chol ba'alei ha'nefesh ha'yushnayim bilvad, z'acharon ha'kevalaminahem. Because Puravu, he's not going to say Puravu to the trees and the grass. He's going to say it to Baale Nefesh, meaning animals, which are also male and female. Ke'inyan ba'adam, like by a person, like by people, says the Ramban. And they need a bracha based on the fact that they are male and female, similar to a person. They don't need the bracha. Grass doesn't need the bracha. Answer Yaakov, just a little detail, but he builds on it a major a major thought. The Rabban says, animals are similar to people. You know, in terms of peruvu, male and female. Why is it just similar to people and not actually as people? Ask the Emes Liyakov on the Rabbah. Just what's the Ramban driving at? Miloshin zeh mashma, to lo ayu mamish kemo ba'adam, elakarov lazeh. Something similar to Adam. So what's the chilik in terms of the reproductive, there's a male, there's a female, and this we mentioned before, there's a quantitatively, more or less. What's the Ramban driving at? Asher Yaakov, relating to the, relating to the difference between people and Baal Echayim. Venireh, he has a suggestion he says, Venera, I don't have rias to this, but what's, it's what he, what he thinks. Venera de Be'emes. Yesh is a chilik ba'ofan abriel, shabale chayim imina adam. There is a difference. Why? De Bishar bale chayim, nivru zugo shel zacher venekeva mikol min vamin. Says to Yaakov, do we know, we usually think of it, as we were just saying, like the original horse, or horses, male horse and female horse. Were there just two horses? Created, so we would have thought, yeah. But maybe there are ten types of horses. So maybe there were ten, twenty of each type of horse. There's this horse, and there's the, what do you, Olomashal. Kishinivra minasus. Nivrasus kokazi, zachar dekeva, vesus belgi, zachar dekeva. Maybe there's different, there's ten types of horses. There's sixteen different types of giraffes. Who says there were only one male, one female? 
Hashem might have created, we don't for sure, but it could be, the Rabbi Yaakov is suggesting that there was a creation of every category of species. We don't know exactly which came out of what. But it could very well be there were numerous horses and numerous lions and numerous everything. People, only two. There weren't, even though there are, you know, Europeans and Australians and Middle Easterns and Americans and all different continents. So when Hashem created the world, Adam and, uh, man and woman, so there were, he created an Australian man and woman and an Alaskan man and woman and a it. No, no, no. It's similar, says the Ramban, but not exactly. There was one man and there's one woman. Adam and Chava. Line 10. Salkadaitach. Hatatana the Gamba Adam Ayakolom Libara Adam Kushi Zakhorakeva, Adam Sini Zakhorakeva, Romani Zakhorakeva. Umishum, no, like it says in the Gemara in Sanhedrin, no, no, no. There's one father and there's one mother of all creation. There's Adam and there's Chava. And that's it. Nobody's greater, nobody's father is greater than the than the other person's father. It's exactly what the Mishnah says in Sanhedrin. That's why Hashem did that. So we should all know we came from the same source. Ube Emes, line 17. And now he gets into his message. Bidorenu Rainu, Shagurmanim Ta'anushitainazu Abagadomi Avicha. In our generation, says Rabbi Yaakov, there were nations, the Germans, that said there's something inherently different and better and superior to Aryan blood. Right? The eyes, the hair. Inherent. Inherent. Meaning they believed like a Jew didn't come from the same Adam and Chava that they came from. Hashkafically. Right? They did the, uh, They say the Jews, the Jews are racist, we're racist. No, you Jews say you're better, we say we're better. No, no, no. What does it mean, That does not mean, says Rabbi Yaakov, anything that we do not believe as Jews that we are inherently better, we are inherently higher. No. We all came from the same source. We all came from Adam. You know what the difference is? Our forefathers, not who they were, but what they did, made them different. And they committed to be Avdei Hashem. And they committed to believe in a Kaddish Baruch Hu and to spread monotheism and to commit their life. And if anybody wants to join us, open arms after we try to make sure that they're serious. But we will gladly, we don't go out and missionize, but if anybody wants to come and have the same responsibilities and the same obligations, that's fine. Join. But the goal of life is to serve God. Yes, that's what we have. But anybody in the world can serve God. And anyone who commits, Elisha Avos, it's ke'ilu, when somebody commits and perfects themselves. Right, like the story, they say the, uh, the, Rabbi Chanoasimin quoted that he says if Darwin would have ever met the Chafetz Chaim, he wouldn't have said everything that he said. Because there's no way the Chafetz Chaim had anything to do with any of the other creatures of the, of the world. He said he never met the Chafetz Chaim, but, but if he would have met the Chafetz Chaim. But what does that mean? The Chafetz Chaim is different because he perfected himself. And Avram Yisrael and Yaakov did something, not that they were created any differently, but they acted differently. And they perfected. Anybody can join. And we don't say that our geza, our origins, are more pure than anyone else's. Look at David HaMelech. Right, David HaMelech, Yudah Tamar, Lod and his daughters. Boaz and Rus, all the stories, separate cheer. But, If we felt that we were different, better, and superior, we wouldn't accept any Geirim. But we do. Because it's because of what we did. Because of what Avos, Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov did. And that's the difference. But ultimately, we all came from Adam and Chava. Different than the animals, which might have had many different types that came. Okay. Moving right along. Okay, we got a lot to do. We got to squeeze it in. Okay, Aleph Lamed Aleph. 
Aleph, Lamad Aleph, last Pasik in the first parak of the Torah. Hashem sees everything that he did. Yom Hashishi. Famous Rashi, Yom Hashishi. What's Hashishi? A couple of Shatim. One of them is that everything was in limbo. Everything was held um, not solidified until thousands of years later. When B'nai Yisrael kept the, uh, accepted the Torah, Yom Hashishi, the sixth day of Sivan, Maisa Bracious was not finalized until then. Kulam Tuyim Ba'omdid Ad Yom Hashishi. Hushishi V'Sivan, Rashi says, and that's what the Rashi, that's what the Gemara says in Misach um, Shabbos and elsewhere. Revolbi, in source number six, notes, it's not just the Chiddush of the Torah that my sabracious and there's a hint, Yom Hashishi Vav Sivan. Says Revolbi, and we've quoted this idea in the past from others. If somebody believes in my sabracious, which is pretty logical, as we've spoken in the past, it's hard to think that there was an explosion and then there was a perfect world that came out of it. Usually there's a mess when there's an explosion. So if somebody believes in my sabracious, then it has to be that they also believe of my Mar Sinai. And that is a tachlis to the world. Because, as Revolbi says, would it make sense that the greatest, the creator, the creator of the world would create a world without a purpose, without a tachlis? Does that make sense? The more complicated something is, the more purposeful it was created with that kavana. Nirikan, Shashlam Matan Torah. The creation of the world wasn't completed until Matan Torah. Why? Because you create the world without a purpose. So what's the purpose? Why does he create the world? So we don't really know why, but we know. And he created man. It must be that he has, he has a purpose for man. Right? Svarab, Shuta, Umachrachas. Sheef Shashalakim Yivra, Olam, Kokach Murkav. The Yivra, Bobane Adam, Yafkir, Osam. It's impossible. It's impossible. When somebody is, creates, right, we gave the marshal in the past the story, and I'm sure remember about the toaster and the, the rod that started dancing when he got the, the instructions for the toaster. If even the toaster needs instructions, the world, Kavachomer, Kavachomer this should be. Again, the story that we've quoted in the past, uh, not to review right now. But says, says Revolbi, if, if the, the, if somebody believes in Briya Olam, there was a creation of this most complex, unbelievable, world, it must be, there's a reason for it. And there's a purpose that we're supposed to fulfill. And what is that? Maimon Arsini. Right? That's the, that's the, the rules and the instructions for people in this world. And that is why, unbelievably, he says, we think of it as a Dara Pashat. We're used to it over the past thousands of years. But it's pretty amazing. Electricity is invented. What does the Torah say about electricity? You look in the Gemara. The Gemara? How do you look in the Gemara and figure out electricity? How do you look in Midrashim and figure out electricity? That was 2,000 years ago. What does that have to do with now? Ah, because the Torah is a Torah Schaim. And the Torah is the instruction manual for all history. Ad B'as Goel. And therefore, everything that's ever created, the Torah has hard to say about it. Even though, oh, was it invented? What does the Torah say about cars? What does the Torah say about anything? The roots are written in the Torah. Rav Shlomo Zalman could bring a raya from a Gemara for electricity. What? You got to know how to read the Gemara. You have to know how to read between the lines. But again, that's that's the goblus of of recognizing that Maimon Sinai is really the hashlama. Of, of my sabracious. That's what he says at the end on line 17. When they invented electricity, is it mutter or on Shabbos? Not mutter. Right? What does the Gemara have to say about this? Right? Is a Hatzalah member allowed to drive back from a call? Major Machlokas Aposkim. And it's all in the Gemara. It's all riots from the Gemaras. How is that possible? It's thousands of years old. The answer is because it's a book of infinite, infinite messages and infinite instructions. Oh. Again, all of these messages we can spend more time on, but um, we'll try to just get a few more.
Perak Beis. We get into a little bit. A lot more in the Parsha. Perak Beis, Pasik, Hey. I'll get a thought we mentioned in the past, but it's always worth repeating. Says the uh, Torah, now in Perak Beis, Ve'ed Yalam and Aretz, every, the grass was there. Hashem hadn't caused it to rain yet. Didn't rain yet, and man wasn't there to work the land. Rashi picks up on this. Rashi picks up that the didn't rain yet until Adam came, and he davened. And he davened. First recorded or implicit tefillah in history. Right here. Not Kayan. Some say Kayan was the first to daven. But right here. It didn't rain and Adam wasn't there yet. Rashi says, because Hashem waited for Adam to come and ask for the rain and then it rained. Adam And the and they uh, came. So if you look in the, uh, again, another Revolvi, interesting, in the Sefer Lasani Basanugim, the uh, contemporary Likud, it says, Revolvi th- says, you know, often when we daven, we're under a mis- uh, mis- misunderstanding about davening. We don't recognize often that Hashem is in charge of nature. Hashem created nature. He's not Mishubad, to the laws of nature. So yes, we're not, we don't ask for Nisim, but Hashem can figure it out. Hashem can figure it out, whether it's even an ace or... But we have to realize, Ludugma. Sometimes we daven for uh, Rahman al-Islam, we daven for somebody who's very sick. Deep, deep down, when we're davening, what are we thinking? Rahman al-Islam, what are we thinking? Do we really think it's going to work? Do we really think that Hashem could heal this person who is in, who's in such dire straits? Says Revolbi, we have to. Because it's possible. And Hashem could do whatever He wants. We're just so influenced and brainwashed by the world of nature that we live in. Because we don't see open miracles. That's true. Hashem could do hidden miracles too. Hashem could do certain miracles with medicines or whatever it is. But says Revolbi, that's tfil- what it never rained before in history. Right? Adam says, wow, I need rain. How do you know it's going to rain? How do you know it's going to rain? It hasn't rained yet. He says, I need, I need, I need, uh, I need, I need rain. I need, uh, figure it out. There was an aid. There was a mist. You have to be like Adam. No matter what, we have to have the idea that Kodesh Baruch Hu is in charge. And he quotes with Pincus. Also, we quoted this in a Slichus shir about 10 years ago. Quotes a marshal from a pig, as he says, there was a certain hospital that had a very busy machlaka, very busy uh, unit, and there were usually three doctors on call at all times. There was one night that they just weren't around. There was one doctor, one doctor, one doctor that was on call, and he uh, goes and they say, we hope it's a quiet night, and uh, <clears throat> you know, hope to, that you do your best. And he says, fine, but they say if you have trouble, just call us. If you really need us, call us. Call us, and we'll, we'll figure something out. So obviously what happened, this person started uh, losing, and this person, and that, and craziness, emergencies, running from one place to, another, to one bed, to another bed, to another room, and he's trying, and he's trying, and he... Rahman al-Islam at the end, one of the, one of the sick people don't make it. And afterwards, the, he's nitfala mishpat. He's brought to, to, to court. Ba'ashmat rashla nutrifu'it. Medical liability, medical negligence. And he says, but what do you mean? I was the only doctor. What was I supposed to do? And the doctor said, you're supposed to call. We told you, you're supposed to call. You weren't supposed to do it yourself. You have a telephone for that reason. You're supposed to call. You didn't call, that's, you didn't do what you were supposed to, you would, you didn't do what would have been successful. We are supposed to call. Kodesh Baruch Hu says, call me. Talk to me. That's how. Again, I'll try to help, but if you don't even call, again, even if we call, sometimes things happen. But if we don't pick up the phone, we don't try to call Kaddish Baruch Hu, 
Right? You told me to do You said I can't speak Lashonara. You said that. Did you ask me for help? Did you dive in that I should be successful in, in all of your, your all of your tafkidim uh, and all of your uh, mitzvahs and averus? We have to realize the power of tefillah. We have to realize how much there is and how much we we ourselves have to change our mentality. We have to realize the power of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, if we really believe that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was Melech Malchim Lachim and he was involved in Mashkiach, we would daven differently. And we have to try to do that. It's hard. It's very hard. But we have to, we have to try our best. Okay, two other, uh, two final thoughts. Let's try to, uh, try to squeeze in. First, let's do the, uh, Chanoch. Let's go to source, let's go out of order. Source number 10. There's so much here. Adam and Chava, Cain and Hevel. I mean, each of these deserve its own, its own discussion. But at the end, we know the people that lived the ten generations from Adam until Noach, we have Chanoch. Chanoch is one of the most mysterious people in all of history. The only person in all the Torah that the Torah says that he did not die. Right? Chazal say Yaakov didn't die, but the Torah says he died. So, the Torah says he died. Moshe Rabbeinu died. We read it last week. Chanoch, it does not say he died. <coughs> it says, Hashem took him. Hashem took him. Vayisalech Chanoch esolokim ve'einenu. He was no longer there. Hashem took him. What does that mean? Why did he take him? Says Rashi. Sadikaya. He was a very righteous man. Vikal Bidaito Lashuv Ulaharshia. Sipopsha, what does that mean? And how do you read that with the first? He was a tzaddik. But he would easily have fallen and become wicked again. That's what it sounds like. And that's why Hashem took him. Asked him a farshim. But maybe that means he wasn't such a great tzaddik. If he would have like gotten tripped up easily, so why does that mean he was a tzaddik? And what, what he gets a schar? He was a momentary tzaddik, but he would have fallen. So what does that mean? So if you look into the Kuta Yoshua, he quotes from t- two drushim. It's definitely drush. It's not pshat. But it's interesting drush. First he quotes from Rameir Pamishlaner. He says, number one, and this is all beyond our asaga, Chanoch. Chanoch was a very holy Jew. Very holy person, I should say. So Rameir Pamishlaner says, he asked the question, right? If he was so easily, would have been influenced, why was he zochet to, be, to become a malach? He says, Chanoch was such a great tzaddik he made everybody else look bad. Kind of like the Lot mentality. And the Lot didn't want to be near Avraham. So he was such a great tzaddik. Like Hillel Machayavis Aniyam, he quotes. That's what it means. He was such a great tzaddik. He would be marshia others by just existing. So as a schus for the world, right? So Hashem doesn't get too upset. I guess the world, you know, went down afterwards anyway. Right? He was such a great tzaddik that everybody else would have looked bad. Okay, one idea. And then you have the other, he quotes from the Kalinir. He quotes, maybe Chanoch had an unbelievable power of Kiruv. He would talk to somebody and they would lose their Bechir Chavshis. He was so convincing. He was so, such a great tzaddik, so inspiring. So Hashem says, no, I, I need Bechir Rechavshis, that's the point of the world. V'zeo kavana sivei Rashi, she'egal b'dayto lo shuv, to do tshuva la'arshia, to those who are marshia. He would cause to tshuva, l'aviyaz ha'rash l'day tshuva. He would remove their Bechira, v'alkein lach, we can't even fathom what that means. There's nobody else in history that's had that power. Right? And that's why he had to take Chanoch. Okay, two Jerusalem, it's not the Pshat, but it's uh, two ideas from the Likute Yoshua. Let's just end off tonight with a thought from Rav Chaim Kedievsky in the name of his father, the Stipler, from the time of Dekra in source number nine. A Medrash that we've spoken about before, it's a fascinating Medrash. Many different Pshat that can be given to it. A couple of years ago, Shabbat Shuvah, we ended off with it. The Medrash says, 
Kayin went out after his conversation with Hashem. Vayetik Kayin milfnei Hashem. Pagabo Adam Arishon. And he met Adam on the street. He says, hey dad, how are you? Have a conversation. Amalei. Manasa bedincha. So Adam had heard what happened. So he says to Kayin, knew what Hashem judged you? What happened? What was your, uh, what was the maskana? Amalei. Asisi tshuva. Vidispasharti. I did shuva, and we had a compromise. Nispasharti. See what that means. Hitchil Adam Arisha mitapeach aponav. Adam says, "What? Really? You did shuva? That's unbelievable." Kachi kochas shal shuva vanilo aisi yodeya. I didn't know that. Miyad Amad Adam Arisha v'yamar. Adam gets up and says, "Mizmar Shir Liom Hashabbos." Probably the oldest text that we have. Adam wrote it. That paragraph that David put into Tehillim is from Adam, according to Chazal. The oldest thing. That, we don't get earlier than Adam, right, in terms of writing. So, what's a pshat? Adam didn't know, right? Why didn't he understand? What, he didn't know about Shuvah? So, we've discussed other pshatim in the past. And what's Mizmer Shiliyam Hashavas? So, Yesh Levire. Dehine Yadua de Chuva Miyere Nedaka Shuva Kokach. We know there are two different levels of Chuva. There's Chuva Me'ava, the highest level. I recognize I want to be close to Hashem. And Shuva Miyere, I'm scared of the Onesh, I don't want to be punished. Two different levels. When Adam hears that Kayan did Chuva, obviously what, what Chuva was that? He was about to be punished. Chuva Miyere. He knew that Kayan wasn't the greatest tzaddik at that time, and he hears from Kayin that it was accepted. He hears Shuva Miyira is also something. You don't have to have the highest level of Shuva. He hears Shuva Miyira is also. And that's what he even says, maybe that's alluded to in this Pasharti, I had a Pshara, because when you do Shuva Miyira, this Donos becomes Shkagos. They don't become Mitzvos, that's the Pshara. Right, they become shogiks. Okay, yeah, right, it has that in brackets. But either way, so he heard the Chiddush that Kayin told him is that there's something called Shuva Miira, which you might have thought is not acceptable. You have to do the highest level of Shuva. So what was Adam's reaction? There's a Gemara in Sanhedrin. B'nai Yisrael, Geula's going to come at some point. If we deserve it and we do Shuva Me'ava, amazing. Then it'll come quickly. But the Gemara says, it could be we're not going to do tshuva fully. Except when we're scared and the other nations force us. The lower level, tshuva miyira, that's for sure going to happen. The Gemara says, even if we're not going to do tshuva me'ava, but at some point in history, we're going to do, the Ramam quotes, that vadai, b'nei Yisrael, Hashem promised, we're going to do tshuva. Not the highest level, but a lower level, tshuva miyira. Adam says, he hears the kind of tshuva, tshuva miyira, mizmer shiliyom Shabbos. What's that about? Liyom shakula Shabbos. He sings about the geula. He now realizes that there is going to be a geula because B'nai Yisrael are going to do tshuva, even though it might be the lower level of tshuva. But he realizes that it's vada going to happen. The first person, Adam, sings about the destiny of the world, of the geula, whenever... It will happen. May it happen soon. But again, that's what he says at the end. V'lachain. Kishasham Adam Rishon to Tshuva B'Shasa Onesh. Mahani. Amar Shira L'Geula Shatia B'Basachas V'Amar Shatia B'Bnei Adam. V'Amar Bizar Shel Neom HaShabbos. That's why he sings about Shabbos, which is a mashal of Yom Shekula Shabbos. Right? Tzadik HaTemar Yifrach. Veres V'Avonon Yizkeh. All about that. He's inspired that there's going to be a Geula. B'Lashem. Right? Adam recognized it. He wrote about it, Hashem, Kenya Ratzon, that it should come very soon. Baruch Hashem, we had Aschala into Sefer Bracious, round number 11. Okay, we'll stop here.